welcome to The Sound of Design with Mark and Dan and Josh Gwynn from Macintosh Group. Hey! Hey! (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Well, uh, as uh, we are excited to be back and uh, very happy that you guys have joined us uh, on The Sound of Design podcast, Uh, we have Josh Gwynn, our special guest. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, he is uh, with Macintosh Group. Uh, he uh, reps for uh, Samico as well as uh, Project USA and um, also for Rotel. I just found out. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> um, a uh, true musician and uh, knows a ton of things uh, hi-fi related. And so we're going to talk uh, today all about uh, the wonderful world of hi-fi audio and just listening to good tunes, um, good music. So... Uh, you know, maybe to, to start it off, uh, Josh, tell us just a little bit about uh, your background and, uh, you know, kind of what uh, brought you into uh, the hi-fi industry. Um, what kind of led you to uh, the Macintosh group? Oh, that's a, that's a great uh, uh, story of how I got there. It's really entertaining. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, li- I was a lifelong musician. You know, I had tons of musicians in my family. Um you know, I'm an avid guitar collector, much more of an amateur musician nowadays. But, uh, you know, through years of working in retail, I found myself working for uh, the large corporation that is Bose, uh, a little over, I would say, 13, 14 years ago. Wow. Uh, I worked for them for wow. quite quite some time. It was a it was a fun company to work with, and then uh, had the opportunity to work for a high end dealer here in the tropical paradise that is Dayton, Ohio. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, I spent uh, a, lot, a lot of time at a dealer called Hanson Audio Video. And now there's two locations, Cincinnati and Dayton, and they're beautiful locations. If anybody gets a chance to take a trip out that way, um, you know, reference level dealers here. Um, and then, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to work for a couple more brands. And then I landed myself here at the Macintosh Group, representing Macintosh and Fine Sounds America, which has the distribution for Project Rotel Michi and Samiko Cartridges. Awesome. 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 So uh, what is it, because um, you just, you know, you talk about titans of an industry and the legendary brands. Um, like you rolled them off your tongue, like there was nothing to it. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's like somebody saying like, you know, I work for Porsche or I work for Ferrari. Like I work for one of the absolute best, uh, manufacturers on the planet that does what it is that, that, that you do. Um, and it's, it, it shouldn't be, uh, I think unsaid that, you know, uh, starting with Macintosh, uh, you guys have just an incredible history and has you've had such an influence uh not just in music but in american culture like just in general um and so uh it's it's a pretty amazing uh amazing story so um what is it about uh macintosh that sort of uh has that heritage and that history uh maybe tell us a little bit about you know where that came from and uh why then you've kind of paired up with some of these other brands that uh, uh, kind of fall in the the same vein? Um, that's a great question. So, you know, Macintosh this year in 2024 is celebrating 75 years of being a company um, founded by engineers, um, Frank Macintosh, Gordon Gow, um, two people who really saw an opportunity as 
you know, engineers will, they like to solve problems. Uh, <laughs> at one point in time, they were uh, designing production uh, studios for the government and some other uh, clients, and they really, really needed to, uh, some kind of amplification that was low distortion. And that was kind of the precipice of where they, we started as, as a company. And, you know, we found ourselves later, you know, not a lot of companies set out to be a luxury audio brand or an aspirational luxury audio brand. You find yourself there, you know, through sure. years of engineering or even like watch companies, you know, tons of engineering, just good, you know, good luck on, you know, product launches and, you know, just <laughs> being in the right place at the right time. Because, you know, you, you really can't plan for that. You, I mean, you just have to push it through and have the right people under your belt and the, the proper engineers to really get there. Um, and, you know, and they, they found themselves, you know, with a lot of unique history behind it. So, like, you know, powering Woodstock and the, the Grateful Dead Wall of Sound and, you know, lots of other things. And then we find ourselves in uh, a lot of high-end homes, but, you know, just in a lot of enthusiast homes. Um, that's really the key thing is, you know, people will look at a brand like Macintosh and compare it to a brand like Porsche or Rolex and all these uh, very aspirational t types of things. But, you know, we're in a lot of very, you know, normal people homes that can afford this um, because that's what they strive for. You know, that's what they saved for. Mm -hmm. and That's what they they worked on to get there. Um, and so there's, you know, kind of a very, very long, unique brand story that we won't go into full in detail <laughs> as you. right now, but, you know, through, but, but through just, you know, the right, you know, the right mindset and the right engineering and design, um, and just quality product. And, you know, they've kind of been the American dream. And if anybody gets the opportunity to ever visit the factory in Binghamton, it is old American, fa you know, it's an old American factory. It's families and generations that have worked on that line. And I grew up in right here in Ohio and a big manufacturing area and had family members that worked in uh, machine shops and injection molding shops. And it, it is very nostalgic to walk in there and, and know that this quality product that delivers for a lot of people is built on the backs of uh, families who really are passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did have the uh, opportunity to go visit Binghamton for a mastery program a few years ago. And, um, it was probably one of the coolest trips that I've gone on. Um, you know, you fly into this little airport that's like two gates. Uh, <laughs> the person that when I left, the person that takes your luggage at the gate is the person who then, you know, scans you to get onto the plane. So it it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, you go down to this little hotel in the middle of town, right on the river, and then we went to the factory for a couple of days. The next couple of days, um, but. I was just very humbled by the experience. Everyone I talked to was a, you know, a, a, a son or daughter, niece or nephew of someone that actually worked there, you know, when they were young. So it was, it was just really humbling to be there. Yeah. And it's, it's an, it's an exciting experience. I know they've kind of opened it up a bit more to the public as well, uh, just to see, cause it is, you know, we are a very, very small company, you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, we've kind of expanded into the Macintosh group of brands. Uh, so, you know, we own a distribution web, you know, or website distribution company that has the rights to um, distribute in the North America and, and some er other areas, uh, Rotel and Michi product uh, and project turntables from Austria. 
and Samiko cartridges. And it, and we really have that that uh, benchmark that we expect out of Macintosh products. We expect that out of the brands that we distribute, distribute as well. And um, so now you see like Rotel Michi, you know, they, they, you know, they rate for all channels driven, which is a very unique thing that, you know, not a lot of people not are doing. It does. Yeah. Yeah, not everybody does. And, yep. <laughs> you know, that, that's something that is, is very, very important that Mac has done this whole time. And if you ever get a chance to maybe have Ken Zellin on here or something like that, he'll go through, uh, well, you know, why yes. stereo mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is rated the way it is versus multi-channel and all, all the fun uh, uh, stories he has around that because he was there for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, that's awesome. So, um, you know, and he's kind of the historian that we have uh, on that on that stuff, and he's you know. But we do have a you know, we ask a lot of our of our brands that we uh, that we distribute, and then we also do have a sister brand that's based out of Vincenza, Italy, called Sonus Faber. Yep, absolutely. And, uh, yep. You know, hmm. it's not not in the uh, in every dealer's portfolio, but it is a. A growing, you know, it's been around 40 years, but it is a very growing brand. Uh, we're really s- stepping into the ultra luxury, ultra high end. Uh, the most recent CES, we launched the new reference level, uh, which is a. I saw yeah, that. They look amazing. Yes. Suprema. They do. I haven't got to hear it yet, but uh, I, I've, I've known about it for a long time, and I'm finally excited to be able to <laughs> let the cat out of the bag a little bit because it's, uh, it's hard to keep that in, honestly, when it's that. That it's like it's like having a secret government uh, experiment under your <laughs> <laughs> that you just want to tell everybody, but you can't. <laughs> like we've had lasers in the sky or something, and no one knows, yep. right? No one knew. Like, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. I, I do want to touch real fast uh, on something that you said about the generational aspect. I don't know of another brand that encapsulates or really like from a real experience perspective that matches brand at the level that Mac does. There's just something about it. My dad has a Macintosh um, and uh, there was a a story that I'll share very briefly about a gentleman who came from Korea to the United States 50 years ago and got a Macintosh stereo (laughs) and bought 50 years later from me a Macintosh stereo to give back to the son of the guy who helped him as kind of like a, a, a sentiment and, and a show of respect and honor. And, and it's like, you don't get stories like that out of other brands. It's, you know, people will have speakers for a long time and yeah, my dad had a pair of speakers, but that's generally where it ends. But if your dad had a Mac, then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, that's different. That's mm-hmm. something else. And mm-hmm. so it's like the most amazing brand because there's just something other on another level about it. And so for you to say that these other brands are hitting that same level, what you expect of yourselves is what you've got in these others. I just think speaks volumes to the fact that um, there are other people who are serious about sound and about music and about getting that accurate and amazing and good quality sound. Um, that uh, that you guys have been able to partner up with them. Because I don't think it's an understatement to say that it is the most iconic audio brand, I think, in American history. I could be, I could be wrong. There might be others, like, you know, that... <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm just saying, like, there's just something, you know, you, you know, uniquely American about 
uh, what Macintosh is and, and what you guys do. So, yeah. And that's, that's a good point. Cause, um, and it, and it's probably several factors and anything I say on that topic is pure speculation on my part because <laughs> there's just not, there's no way to yeah, like, like prove it. Right. But yeah, quantify <laughs> something that happens serendipitously over a course of 75 years. Um, other than just, you know, the hard work and labor that comes with it. But, you know, when I say when I started with uh, Hanson way back in the day, uh, my my first day there, we had a Mac reference system, the okay. big 2KW, I mean, half a million dollar system. I, mean, I, I was so overwhelmed and had no idea what I was looking at. I just knew it looked so cool and it looked slightly vintage. It looked it looked slightly modern at the same time. It was timeless. Um, and then I got to hear it and I was like, and I, that was the first large reference level system I ever experienced. And it was a line array system. So it was filling this massive room that we used to have in the old Dayton showroom. And it was a really unique experience. And then through my journey within the first few years, I really started to understand that Macintosh is the benchmark of what other Gaudio products are created against. Because it was people would come in and they would look at another brand that was more expensive than Macintosh by a long shot, and they say, "Is it better than a Mac? Is you know, is it is it better than yep. you know? How does it compare to a Mac? You know, whether they wanted Mac or not, they wanted to know if it was better than Mac or if it was how. It, and that was always that benchmark thing. So I under you understood how to use that and leverage that either to sell it by selling down. Or, or you know you know that you know to really you know position other things and that's where we were successful in that is understanding that where it lies and you know that that honesty because i mean let's let's be real mac in some cases could manufacture some stuff that's way more expensive and still sell it at the same rate we don't because we believe in things that should only cost so much right and <laughs> you know you know we we do the absolute best with the exact dollar amount we're trying to hit uh, for because if you look at our line, it goes you know incrementally up you know from entry level to holy crap that's you know, that's right <laughs> and people uh, you can, can build spend it up. what for what yeah and again they, people seem to think that you know Mac is only for the ultra wealthy for the one percenters and uh, I had to, this is a this is a fun story this actually happened recently I was up in Chicago and um, I was you know, talking you know, to, you know, somebody on one of the floor, you know, court, you know, not a core store, but we were in back in the premium area. Yep. And, um, this customer approached me, saw my Macintosh hoodie I had on. He's like, Oh, Mac. He's like, that's, that's some pretty expensive stuff. And I'm like, it is, but it's how you, you know, you, you, you just, you decide on how you just, you do your money. And he's like, I'm a trucker. I, I don't know if I could ever do that. But I was like, well, I mean, I, I told him, I was like, I look in a, I live in a very, uh, middle-class neighborhood. Um, you know, there is nobody ultra wealthy in my neighborhood, but there are people who have, there is tons of people with Harley Davidson's in my, in my neighborhood. And those aren't cheap. And he's right. like, yeah, he's like, I have three of them. And then we added up how much he had. <laughs> he could have had a well-designed uh, Macintosh system for what he had in my Harley's, but he could have had a, a very, very good integrated <laughs> amplifier and, say Kef speakers and all this like very well matched for one Harley that he had. So That's he right. had, he yep. had it. He was a truck driver, but his passion yep. was Harley's. We got yep. him thinking about the Mac after that. He's like, Oh, 
I didn't really think about it that way. But it's like, you can use this Macintosh every single day. Can you drive that motorcycle in Chicago every day? No. No, you cannot. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for a lot of people, it's also, it, it holds its value. We've historically seen our value being held. And it's important for people who, how they spend their money, if they want to stay in the hobby, is to not lose a whole lot of money on, you know, trading up or however they choose to do it. I've seen guys get into non Macintosh systems that I, you know, we're talking well into the six figures who change their mind a few years later and they lose what I would consider a life changing sum of money mm-hmm. <laughs> trading stuff out. So, <laughs> right. you know, there's, there's kind of a, you know, a, you know, beyond the history and everything else, there's just this, this, you know, like we've kind of designed the brand to be for everyone. As long as like you're passionate about it, you'll find the way. Right. Yep. Well, and I think it's also, you know, you talk about like, what's your passion? And I think Harleys are a good example. Classic cars would be the other, um, you know, and so is there a cost? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I think there's also um, something that uh, kind of just, we need to kind of maybe preface, which is that, you know, all dollars are relative. I don't care who you are. I've seen the wealthiest people on the planet. They couldn't spend all their money in three lifetimes. And they're still going to walk in and say, you know, yeah, but do I need to spend it? The issue is not, you know, can I, <laughs> right? Like right. that's, that stops being the, the question. The, the question is, should I? And I think this is the testament to the brand is that the answer almost always comes back to yes. You go, oh, that's what it sounds like. And it's my favorite, favorite, favorite demo to do with folks uh, who are uninitiated. Okay. You walk into a stereo store and have you ever heard any of this stuff? Oh, I have no idea. Right. Somebody, and I just did this with somebody's 22 years old. Okay. And I'm not going to age myself, but I was like, okay, <laughs> you should be old enough to know a little. he never even knew that a speaker room existed or any of this kind of stuff. And we start off, I play him a, you know, uh, a nice Denon receiver and then we jump over to a Marantz and then we get into an Arcam and then some Rotel. And then all of a sudden, you know, you change the volume dial and I turn the Mac way down and I flip over to that and he goes, what was that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's like, and then we turn it up. He goes, Oh my goodness. That's awesome. That's like, yes, yes. Welcome to the conversation, <laughs> yep. man. Like this is what we're talking about. It's amazing. And if you've never heard it, um, and this is just a quick shout out to everybody watching or listening. If you've not heard Macintosh, find a local uh, store in most major markets uh, you're going to be able to find somebody within an hour or two um, that you can get to. And if you don't, you call me and come visit me in Nashville and we'll <laughs> get you set up with a demo. It's unbelievable um, to just the first time you listen to it. It is truly a life changing experience. So, yeah, absolutely. Sure. And it always comes down to like I, I, I use this quote in my training is the old Aldo Gucci quote where uh, quality is remembered long after price is forgotten. You know, hey, yes. I've heard that before. I, yep. So the, again, the the joke is it's in Mark's email signature. Yep. <laughs> oh, is it? I didn't even know. It is. He texted me. It is. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's yep. awesome. All right, so, so keep going. Yep. Yeah, it's just a it's a very powerful phrase. So um, yeah, so it's 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 one of those humbling <laughs> phrases that it you know is is very powerful. So Mark, I'm really happy you use that in your email. I need to I need to go back through and see that. <laughs> It's actually not in there currently, but I need to put it back in. Yep. I'll, I'll say that. I used uh, to use it. I use it as a closing tool quite a bit, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Yep. 
Well, yeah, it's, it's awesome. incredibly, you know, powerful because it really puts things in perspective, you know, uh, you know, cause I mean, I got, I've made some, I've pulled some band-aids off and paid, made some pretty high dollar purchases, not just in hi-fi, but like guitar gear and pedals and, you know, things yeah. that I, you know, and I don't play out much really at all anymore or anything like that. I just wanted it. And then I've had now had it for a few years. It's long been paid for. And I'm really happy I made that purchase still. Yep. And that's something that happens with uh, Macintosh Amp. And again, you know, we have other brands under our portfolio. If that's not attainable, we can get you ultra low distortion and high dynamics without spending a whole lot of money. But ultimately, that is a lot of people's goal. Well, and, and I think you're you're right to bring it up. And it's a perfect transition because the other brands that I would say actually still fall under the same category, but just to a lesser degree and the most uh, familiar one that I'm, you know, kind of the most familiar with, I should say, is Rotel. I have Rotel in my living room. I've got it in my studio rack right next to me. Um, the preamps are fantastic. Uh, you know, the multi-channel amps are phenomenal. Like, I have absolutely no problem looking at someone and saying, like, okay, I understand you. May maybe we can't get to that level now. Maybe that's an end game, or maybe that's a a little bit later. But I still want to do something that's just truly awesome and really good sounding and you know, smooth as butter and all these, you know, wonderful kinds of things. And man, you put Rotel on, you compare it to almost anything and you're going, holy crap, that's fantastic. That's really good. And it costs what? Like, all right, there's a cost, but that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very attainable compared to like what people are spending on PC gaming and high-end TVs and things like that. It is well within that, that wheelhouse. Yeah, a thousand, sure. a thousand percent. So um, let's say that uh, I wanted to, um, you know, kind of shift gears a little bit because uh, Mac is an iconic brand um, and Rotel is one, you know, most people hear that brand and they're thinking chips. It's not chips. It's an audio manufacturer. Um, <laughs> just, let's, let's just be clear real fast. Um, but uh, one that I was new to was Project. And until I started working actually in the industry, uh, about a decade ago, I had never heard of Project. Uh, could you tell us just a little bit about those guys and what it is that they do? Because they almost seem like they're the best value for like a like on a dollar for dollar basis um, for uh, like personal audio as well as obviously for for turntables. I mean, they're just unbelievably good, and I kind of think you're. Uh, if I dare say underpriced <laughs> for uh, what it is that those things are. I mean, they just sound amazing. Yeah. Uh, Project is a, a really unique brand and I'm, I'm really excited to be partnering with them and working with them as closely as I am uh, because it is audio gear made by enthusiasts who understand what the enthusiast is looking for. Um, and it, and it's done in an ultra simple fashion. So again, there are, there is literally a, if you're into audio, there is a project product for you somehow, whether it be a, a <laughs> no, small, true. yeah, there's a small digital DAC, a phono preamp, a turntable, a reference level of turntable. Um, I mean, you name it, they got it. I mean, one of the newest things that they've, they've decided to uh, engineer and launch is uh, our new true balance cables and phono stages. And so we're able to do a contain or 
so uh, a moving coil cartridge is inherently balanced. It just loses its balance once it leaves, you know, it goes into the RCA and cables and into whatever photo amp, you know, it's going into. Uh, we now have a multi-DIN connector that preserves that balance signal, that 3 dB a dynamic range that you get with balanced cables and can go into a true balanced phono preamp. And now we have a solid state version and we have a tube version and it's phenomenal. Once I set it up in a, I did it at a, uh, set it up at Best Buy Achievers, not Achievers, it was um, D to C. And it was just in a, in a hall, not not a great room or whatever. And I set that up and played just whatever record I had. And I'm like, holy goodness, I can never unhear this. And it's not unattainable. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, so maybe, Mark, I'm going to throw it to you real fast. Um, can you just, for those who don't understand what moving coil is or balanced and unbalanced, can you give us a Reader's Digest version of what that is just to bring folks up to speed? Because that's the coolest thing I've heard in the last six six months, I think. That's that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the biggest thing, uh, I mean, we can kind of start with uh, balanced and unbalanced first because I actually just talked to a customer about it today. Um, is, uh, you know, essentially w when you have a balanced connection, that's typically using an XLR connection, right? So you have, if you were to look at it, you've got three different conductors that you can see on each end of the cable. But essentially, you have uh, a hot and a cold. And what that does is one is in phase, one's kind of out of phase of each other. So as the signal comes down, um, you have whatever noise that is brought into, uh, into the system because of that connection. When it gets to the other end, it sums together and eliminates the noise that was incurred from that connection right uh, yep. versus unbalanced doesn't doesn't have that that cold if you will so it's inherently going to be a noisier uh, connection depending on how uh, you have it connected right yep and so it's that positive negative cancels out right that's what's happening yep. is it's canceling out the noise that the cable yep. would have introduced okay exactly awesome. exactly and then a moving coil uh, cartridge um, maybe, uh, just illuminate a little bit about that and then, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it rolling. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, maybe you can even explain it a little bit easier than <laughs> I can, Josh, cause I mean, I can get pretty technical with it, yep. but essentially you, I, mean, I, I might just throw it to you just cause I'm going to go really deep into <laughs> Over no, the head no, of people. No, no, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's easily done. So, uh, yep. so we we understand that both cartridge style of cartridges. There's the uh, the the cantilever and the stylus that touches the record and moves around yep. and conducts energy. And then that reports to, and a moving magnet uh, uh, schematic or or setup. Uh, it's a magnet that's bouncing between coils to create voltage. Right. And a moving coil, it's swapped. And so it's it's um, it's magnets and it's a coil that's making uh, the the vibrations and it's it's actually a lot lower signal, uh, but it's able to uh, extract more detail out of the recording. Um, right. So uh, so it's you know it's it's held as a higher performance cartridge in most cases. I'm very happy with moving magnet cartridges. I have plenty of the Simica Rainier family on my turntables here. <laughs> they sound phenomenal, uh, but a moving coil is inherently uh, superior uh, in most cases. There is going to be a project uh, moving, balanced moving magnet cartridge coming. So oh, sweet. Uh, 
So there is some stuff in the works. That's not a secret by any means, uh, but that will be hopefully uh, around uh, some point in time. But uh, the um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, I mean that's essentially what it is. And so when you can get um, you know a fully balanced signal that touches the record and goes all the way through to you know your speaker ends. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about an incredible amount of detail that you're going to be, it's going to be in your face and very immersive. I mean, it's putting, I don't know who your favorite artists are, but if you want, like, say, what am I listening to? Let's say the Black Pumas, it's putting them right there. It's giving you all the, cool. everything <laughs> they could yep. ever want, you know? <laughs> well, and I think the key is, and I'm glad I, I asked both of you to, to, you know, kind of put some of that stuff together for folks who are not technical because you both hit on something which is low noise, right? Low yep. distortion. There's nothing – we think about gear and we say, uh, you know, it's going to do this thing for me. We don't think about the negative effect that the gear has on the signal itself. And so to say that you've got something that's fully balanced, right, or you've got something um, that's a moving coil, right, that is so low noise and so low distortion, it's like, well, what's left? Well, only the good stuff is left. Only what's actually there is is left. And so now it's to your point, right? Fully present. Everything that is there, I can hear um, and I can further my enjoyment. Like I can really, you know, actually have a deeper connection with the music and with the artist who made it because I'm right there with them. We're hanging out. We're doing the thing, right? So um, I just, I love the way that you, that you put that. And so traditionally moving coils would be better, right? Not to say that there's something wrong with moving magnet. And so are those, I've seen this on some uh, Macintosh gear um, where it'll say MC and MM. Is that uh, the dis- a distinct input then I'm assuming, depending on the type of cartridge that you have, that you would uh, put on that turntable and then hook it up to say a Mac Pre or an integrated or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so what what really is happening there is, so if it's an MM uh, for the moving magnet input, um, that's a sec, uh, impedance of 47 kilo ohms. So, um, it never changes. Uh, we can always count on it being the same. It's, it's actually very common, uh, before it gets into any of the equalization or something that happens else in the phono stage that makes it special. Um, but when, um, when an MC, it's going to be more, you can, you're going to have to dial things in a little bit more. There's going to be a, a lot more variables, uh, resistance values, things like that, that you can tailor. The nice thing about the Mac gear is, uh, it's usually done on screen. So you can actually do it as you listen. I have some phono, uh, preamps here in my house where if I want to change anything, I have to flip it upside down and make switches, uh, it's, yep. it's not fun. Yep. Uh, with Mac, <laughs> make, you can just... They make you work for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. With Mac, they don't do that. Even our MP100, which is one of the lowest noise phono preamps money can buy, uh, you can sit there and just dial it in as you, on the record that you know the most. Uh, it's very user-friendly. That's awesome. I didn't know that that awesome. was possible, honestly. Um, I know that uh, you guys have some phenomenal calibration software, and we've used... Uh, like in surround sound rooms, like Room Perfect and things along those lines. And, um, you know, so like definitely uh, knew some of that, but I had no idea that you could actually dial in an MC cartridge input on uh, on a phono stage. That's incredible, actually. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And, and it really, it's, it's, it's a unique thing. It's uh, for the hobbyists that really get into it. That's like what it's, um, it's almost the level of learning to like intonate your guitar. Sure. You know, yeah. like you're going to start hearing flaws and other things. You're going to really tune your ear <laughs> to what it should sound like. And it, it, it's really, if you want to go to that next level in your listening and your, your abilities and you really have time on your hands, this, that's a great way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, yep. I love the fact that you said intonation because as, so I play guitar, I play piano and, um, it's kind of hard to describe when people say, well, I can't hear this or, you know, I'll never hear the difference or I've never had anything. So I, and I just heard a, a, a client say this today, you know, well, we've never had anything even mid-level. So how could I tell the difference between that and high end? And it's like, yeah, but once you hear it, like it doesn't take any special skill. You just got to sit there. That's it. You, you, yep. And maybe you think a little bit, oh, maybe there's a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. And, you know, okay, fine. But, I mean, can you taste the difference between a good steak and a bad steak? And a good hamburger and a bad – of course you can. Yep. <laughs> like, like it's just senses, you know. So you have – it's – and I guess my ultimate point is that it truly is accessible. You should never think, oh, well, those that's only for the educated listener. It's like, yeah, that's garbage. If it sounds good, it sounds good. That's mm -hmm. it. You know. Yep. Yep. For and, sure. Yeah. And, 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 you know, if you're a novice listener, great. You have cheap taste. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not spoiled like we are. And now it's like, oh, God. Now, like, you know, I'm overcomplicating my whole system because I, I know that how that is supposed to sound. And I'm trying to find it. And I'm chasing that tone. And I'm, you know, I'm. I'm not as bad with it with hi-fi, but I'm really bad with pedals. Oh. It's just, <laughs> if, if you would see the floor down here below me, it's, it's kind of a mess. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's, and, but that's my hobby. Like, you know, like I can't wait to see how, you know, this version of a tube screamer compares with, you know, this version of, you know, an OCD, you know, and swapping yep. them and one before the other in the gain staging and, so, you know, there is, there is a point where, you know, I, I've gone too far in something that is not hi-fi, thank God. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I mean, you know, so we brought up the Harley guy before, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I think this is true with anything. You know, like if I switch out, uh, you know, this set of tires for that set of tires, is it going to change your experience? Well, yeah, of course it is, right? You know, if I put, you know... a, a some sort of an upgrade, like maybe a, say a, a, like a better exhaust system or something along those lines. Is that going to improve the performance of the bike? Well, yeah, of course it is, right? So I think that's all we're talking about. It, like, mm -hmm. It's just not – you don't have to necessarily go too complex with it. You so. just got to be not afraid sure. to play with it. You yeah. know, you got to yep. Yes. You got to be – you know, don't, don't – you know, I, I know like it took me a long time to really nail down speaker imaging and placing the speakers in the room to get the most out of them. I feel like it took me forever to get that down, you know, but I finally like, it, instead of doing it just in the showroom, I brought it home. I finally bought a spare proper speakers. I got the amp decided what room I'm going to do it in. And I worked on it and worked on it and worked on it till I could finally nail the focals in the middle and have things happening off to the sides. And, you know, having that two channel experience that most people are looking for when they're into the hobby. Yep. For sure. For when sure. I should say when they're critically listening, not just like passive listening to, <laughs> yep. you know, which yep. is, two, you know, legitimately two different experiences. Like <laughs> we'd had, yep. you know, some previous guests on that, uh, you know, talk about, you know, I if I'm cooking and I want to listen to music, like what's the best way to get there? Like it's a totally different question. Right. And it's going to 
and you'll end up with a different answer as a result of it, as opposed to I'm going to sit on my couch or sit in my chair and, you know, be in this one, you know, main listening position. Right. And I think you do have to kind of think through your own usage to get to the right type of system design that's going to make sense for you and and for your room, quite honestly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I yep. mean, there's I mean, any any car like that you're putting on a racetrack, you're going to tweak, you're going to. You know, you're going to try to get the best of it. If it's, you know, if it if performs, performs great right off the bat, great. But you know how drivers are. They're going to tweak it. They're going to try to eke out a little bit more performance. They're going to look at, is it possible? Well, let's try it. So. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you, I mean, not to shift away from anything, but, you know, we were talking about Project and some of the cool stuff that you guys have. And immediately, you know, when I first started working with you or with you guys, like, I needed to learn how a turntable works. So I bought a project uh, debut carbon e-spirit was the model I got. Perfect. So I had upgraded, <laughs> upgraded uh, uh, acrylic uh, platter that you could, that your record set on. And it had a speed box. That was important to me. I didn't want to be moving my, my, uh, you know, my belt around. Um, but over the years um, and Dan, you actually turned me onto this, <laughs> uh, the amp box. It was yes. the S2. There's an S3 at the time. And that little thing blows. I have one here. It actually used to power my Kef uh, uh, Metas that I have, the, the LS50 Metas. And it did a hell of a job powering those things, considering how, you know, how much power Kef can handle. Mm -hmm. So when you say, like, the cool stuff, there's just so much stuff out there for everyone, like, that has worked great for distributed audio projects where maybe we didn't have a lot of room for a normal size 17 and a half inch amp and maybe not even enough room for a Sonos amp or something along those lines. So we could throw in a little Sonos port, stack the, the amp box on top of it. And now I've got a zone of distributed audio in the size of, you know, a hamburger. I mean, yeah. literally that small, literally. it, it blew my mind when I saw the size of this thing. <laughs> I, I'm going to jump on that. So I have my amp box, um, uh, actually running a pair of eight inch in ceiling speakers in my master bedroom. Um, it runs zone two off of a processor, so it's a little distributed system. And I had a Rotel on it before, and I'm going to be honest, the Rotel has more power. So yes, my volume control is a little different because the ant box wasn't as powerful, but man, I tell you what, when I'm at the same relative listening volume level, I'm not missing anything. I could not believe it. I expected there to be missing bass or, yep. you know, this crispy edge on this little thing. Like, you, you know, you watch, a, you know, an action movie like, you know, Lord of the Rings or something. And there's like the sword fight or something like you don't expect there to have that detail where the swords are clashing with each other. And it was there. And I was like, what did how is that doing that? <laughs> like, yep. No joke. That's, you know, not an expensive thing. Three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, I want to say. Like, mm -hmm. depending on your market and where you're at and all that. I mean, for that price point, it's unbelievably good. Unbelievably yep. good. Yeah. And but, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah fits your thing. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and that's that's the testament, I think, to Project. And you said it about Mac, too. It's like, for the dollar amount, I need to be the best I can. Of mm -hmm. course, if we throw money at it. We've said this before. If you spend $7 million on whatever it is, it's going to be awesome. Great. The question is, what can I do at six grand? What mm -hmm. can I do at 20 grand? What can I do at two grand? And can I make it awesome for that, whatever that number is? Mm -hmm. I don't even care what the number is. I just mm -hmm. want it awesome at that number. Right. right. 
Yeah, and 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 you always and projects a great example is this of this is they're always going to hit above their weight class. Um, yes. So it's mm-hmm. always going to perform higher than what you're buying it at. Uh, so an example of that is even our reference level turntables that are getting into that twelve to thirteen, fourteen thousand dollar range. I have some experience with some much higher price point turntables, and these hang. These hang yeah. all day long. Um, they're very easy to use. They're still gorgeous. They have unique features that only Project has because uh, the founder of Project is a an enthusiast himself, and you know he is looking for certain things and and designs them for what he's looking for. You know, and we get the benefit of that. So that's always you know Project is, is shocking. Same with Rotel. Again, uh, our Michi line. Uh, if it would be uh, a very expensive brand if it was made here in the U.S., but it, luckily it's made in China, but it's still made by a family-ran business that's been around for 65 years, 67? I have to do the math. But yeah, they've been around for you know, over 50 <laughs> and been in the hi-fi realm, and you know they've made a bunch of other things. They've been an OEM manufacturer for a long time, and one of the ways they're able to keep the price down is they manufacture their own transformer and that's a very, very expensive component component. And, uh, they do it for a lot of other brands. I won't say who, I don't know who honestly, but, but they (laughs) do, they do. (laughs) And, uh, and so they are able to get this high performance value product out of, you know, a very attainable cost. Um, so again, somebody, you know, like our, we'll say the, the Michi, m8 monoblocks they're 1800 watts going into four ohms like nobody in their right mind needs that much power but hey you can do it and we'll we'll sell yep. it to you right yep <laughs> well and and i think it's fair to say like you know not that you don't need it but i think need is such a a unique concept right because it's relative so mm-hmm. right so if i have a thirty thousand dollar set of speakers then you know what? Like I'm not putting a $300 amp on them. Yeah. Like I do need a better amp. I mean, and, I, and that's really what I think good design is about is matching that level of performance, right? Mm-hmm. If I have this, right, then I need to match it with something that's going to be compatible and at that same performance level. Um, and, and that's really just work with your designer, work with your integrator, work with your dealer, you know, 